0: The Joyce Kaufman podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. So I'm trying to figure out if Steve Villanueva listens to the show, because if you do, I love the way you say WFTL. It's really old school. And I'm up at the station today, which is always a fascinating experience for me, because once upon a time, I was here all the time, and I knew everybody, and now I walk around and I have no idea who anybody is. Sharina has to tell me that so-and-so in the afternoons on that station, and that's... uh, There's a couple of old old, uh, acquaintances here, but for the most part, it's all different. I don't even have a key. So if I have to go to the ladies' room, I have to borrow Sharina's key, so... It's, uh, I, I can tell I'm like on the downside of my career. No, just, just, just kidding. Anyway, I, there's so much to talk about. I was not able to be on the air yesterday because I was traveling. And I left San Francisco. I left the house in San Francisco at 6.30 yesterday morning. And I got home to my house in Coconut Creek, Pompano Beach at 7.30 yesterday evening which means I spent an entire day traveling. Even though it was only a six-hour flight, you get the three-hour time difference, so you're like 10 10 hours later when you get here. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating it because old people shouldn't travel. That's all I'm going to say. It's not easy. It's not fun. Airports are designed for young people. Airports are like theme parks now. The airport in San Francisco is like a theme park. I mean, I wanted to eat at every restaurant. They had like a opera display, but I'm just not, it's not fun anymore. The only good part is that I get to see my family and I'm always grateful for that. My little grandsons, Ben and Abe are growing up and I don't wanna miss it all. So I'm just gonna schlep out to California to see them every now and again. You know, COVID put such a damper on it and here they go again. Here they go again. A Hollywood studio. Now, I heard Dan Bongino literally calling for civil unrest, and he kept using the term refuse to comply. Now, let me just ask everybody in the listening audience who've been with me for many years, who used that term three years ago and made little yellow buttons for everybody that said you must refuse to comply? Oh, I believe it was me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always interesting, though, that Some people didn't realize, and I think Dan is great, but you're a little late to the don't comply party. I've been saying don't comply for a long time. Now you have a movie theater, and this is what made him crazy. I mean, he was literally um, losing his voice, losing his mind. Uh, Lionsgate sent an email to their staff saying, you cannot come into the station or the studio, whatever you call it, studio, without a mask. Now, let me ask you a question because, you know, I I can only have my personal experience to speak from. I'm not a medical professional and I don't pretend to be, although I have done extensive research on wearing masks and have come to the conclusion, they don't, Cyrus, that's ridiculous. Wearing a mask only proves to the officials that you're an idiot and you'll do anything you're told to. And I'm not an idiot, I don't do everything I'm told to. And I can assure you, my husband was in such a state last night, he sounded like Dan Bongino. I told him, get a microphone and do a podcast because he was beside himself. They're gonna do it again, I can see it, it's coming, it's gonna be social distancing, get in your house, Uh, you know, all this stuff. He was panic-stricken. And I think he's not alone. After hearing Dan Bongino, apparently there's a wind blowing in America again. And we're gonna be asked, To do some stupid stuff all over again, even though none of that stupid stuff worked. We did not conquer COVID 19. We also figured out, much to my pleasure, how to treat COVID 19. And for the most part, we treat it the same way we treat a flu. You give some people some medication and they get over it. Now, the long COVID thing is a whole nother story. And we're going to talk about that a little later on. But the idea that this COVID wave is going to trigger all of the same responses from the government in spite of the fact that none of them worked. The LA Public Health Twitter feed says cases are rising. The CDC's website, hospital admissions are up 14% nationally this week. But guess what? Omicron and its descendant variants, which are the ones that are apparently spreading since April, are no more of a cause of concern than any previous variant. According to the New York Times, not exactly a far right newspaper, eh? The new variety isn't expected to cause a major wave like the first Omicron outbreak. So, you know, Dan Bongino was saying, don't go to any Lionsgate movies. I'm not saying that. I don't even know what movies Lionsgate has made, but I do believe they might have been the distributor for the T-shirt that I'm wearing today, which says "God's children are not for sale," from the movie Sound of Freedom, so I I'm not asking anybody to boycott anything. Um, I personally will be very careful about where I shop and what movies I watch because it's all I can do. You know, they're trying to steal your power. If they can put masks on you again, even after you've completely been made aware that masks don't stop the spread. Not those paper masks, certainly not those. Remember when we were all wearing those stupid cloth masks that said funny things on them, had little pictures of people's teeth? Those things don't block nothing. And so they want that again. And if they're not talking about COVID outbreaks, you know, they're just really trying to figure out how they could do more mail-in ballots, right? That's what I think. And listen, You know, you can't fault them, the left for trying. They never give up. It is a news story, and I only bring it up because it's so ridiculous that everybody's been talking about how the arresting officers or the court clerks or whoever they are have said they will photograph and fingerprint President Donald Trump, who has said he's going to surrender and be booked in Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday. Now, mind you, some of his co-defendants have already checked in. John Eastman, the attorney, has already checked in. A couple of them have already uh, posted their bail. You know, Dan Bongino offered an extreme uh, cure for this madness. He said Trump should not post bail and should make them issue an arrest warrant and then wait for them to come and do that because then he would be guaranteed to win the election, just saying. I'm not recommending that though. Um, What's fascinating to me is this is his fourth arrest, and we have not seen him perp walked, we have not seen him handcuffed, and we have not seen a mugshot. I don't believe a mugshot has been taken. There are enough pictures of Donald Trump that you can use it, right? It's not like he's an unknown entity. There's, well actually, there's even a mugshot picture of him that he's selling on a t-shirt. So if they just wanna borrow that one, they can feel free. But I saw an expert who is a, a, a court watcher, meaning he does a lot of coverage of extremely important court cases. And he said, a mugshot, even if it's taken, will most likely not be released. And he thought it was probably not even gonna be taken, that they would just use one of the photographs that they have of the president. In the past appearances, when he went into the New York State Court and when he went into the federal court in Miami and the federal court in D.C., he wasn't handcuffed while he was in custody because he is the president. He was the former president. He's not going to be required to pose for a mugshot. And all of the people out there who are uh, you know, just chomping at the bit on MSLSD and CNN are going to be very disappointed because the Secret Service is not going to tolerate any mistreatment of Donald Trump. By the way, the Secret Service made an arrest. Apparently, some nut job, and that's what they are, they're nut jobs, actually posted threats against Baron Trump here in Florida at the school where he apparently is attending. And what happens when you threaten a family member of a former president or a current candidate they come down real hard on you you can't even threaten a candidate or the candidate's representative without the secret service moving in and i know that because i had those threats made that they were going to you know put a bomb in a school when i was on the air back in 2009 and they literally shut down the Broward County school system, which really ticked off the then sheriff, who immediately put out an all alert, called in the FBI, called in all of the important people, and had an arrest made. Woman was we sitting in Tampa on the West Coast, sending me these threats, calling on the radio station, calling on our our phone the the main switchboard and making these threats she was charged and tried i was there when she was sentenced and i actually told the judge i wanted him to have mercy on her she had a young child in california and i thought you know this is she just uh watched too much rachel maddow you know you watch enough of that stuff you go stark raving mad and that's what happened to this woman i thought she deserved to be in a hospital not in a jail but that's uh Neither here nor there, she went to jail. Not for long, she's out. But I'm telling you, I look at these amazing stories of how happy some people are about watching our country be humiliated in front of the world. This is really the end of America as you know it. I'm not gonna jump up and down and scream the way Dan Bongino did, but I'm telling you in as civil a manner as I possibly can, you better have a plan because they're about to come after all of us. This isn't about Donald Trump. And and I know everybody hates that because that's what he says. He says, uh, they're coming after you, I'm just in their way. That is absolutely true. They're coming after you, they're coming after your guns, they're coming after your uh, children, they're indoctrinating your children into every kind of crazy nonsensical gender nonsense and all this uh, racist stuff that they're teaching our kids. What is your plan? You better have one. I got one. I really do, not that, not that I think you'll be really safe anywhere, but I'm certainly, certainly going to make sure that I can sustain myself. I know it sounds crazy, like am I, am I turning into a survivalist? Maybe, but when you look at this stuff, when you look at a president who goes to the Maui wildfires, to the memorial service and falls asleep, we're humiliated when you listen to him tell a story about some kitchen fire that almost killed his cat when he's talking to people at a memorial service whose children died in this fire in Lahaina. This guy is a mess. And this is what we have front and center. This is the candidate who's literally making sure that Donald Trump doesn't get to uh, debate him or get to an election. It's serious stuff. Really? You know, he won't debate RFK Jr. Look, you can think what you think about RFK Jr. I know he's a liberal, but you know what? He's not with the rest of them, and they hate that. They really do. I also want to talk about the demise, as I call it, the end of all of the network news stations that made a fortune preaching to various choirs. And that's right from MSLSD to Fox. They literally cleaned up talking to people who agreed with them. And then when they tried to get fair and balanced, they all fell off the cliff. So we'll talk about that too. Don't forget, if you have the app on your phone, you can listen to my No Restraint podcast. It'll be not up until late tomorrow probably because, well, because I didn't do it yet. I was thinking about it, but... didn't actually record it, but I will. But you could also listen to any podcast of any show that you may have missed and all the podcasts from the amazing family of WFTL, Stephen Diener and his Unidentified Alien podcast, Bill, who gives fathers good advice. Actually, I take some of the advice he gives. It's easier to deal with your kids if you listen to Bill. I'll be right back. For those of you who are following the news in the Ukraine, oh, that's right, there's a war on. <laughs> Just uh, not getting much attention anymore from the press. It's much more exciting for the press to follow around John Eastman and Donald Trump and to wonder if they're going to get mugshots of these guys. That consumes all of their attention. Meanwhile, Chechen fighters are claiming that there's a Baba Yaga, a Baba Yaga, depending on whether you're speaking in Russian or you're speaking in English. Because if you watch the movie John Wick, that's how they refer to him, how the Russian guys who he's always chasing and trying to keep from killing him, they call him that. But it's actually the witch in Russian folklore who literally snatches children and eats them. We had a fairy tale like that, only they were baked into cookies, I think, right? Wasn't it the gingerbread man or some such thing? But Baba Yaga is now being described as a drone that runs around the battlefields picking up wounded Russian troops. Now, I want you to kind of picture that. A drone with massive claws that are capable of carrying a man off into the sky. They've been used things like that in the past, these drones. I've seen like one video of it, but it's really not uh, something that people pay attention to. These are the drones that hunt at night and can only be destroyed by something like a grenade launcher or a flamethrower. So it's kind of interesting that this story surfaced and yet nobody seems to want to talk about that. The war in the Ukraine is a mess. And we just keep throwing money at it. Meanwhile, our president gave $700 to the people who lost their homes in Maui. Now, think about that. We all got those COVID checks. Everybody got a COVID check. Everybody got multiple COVID checks, right? We got more money for having to stay in the house than these people whose lives were completely ruined and many lives lost. There's over a 1,000 confirmed dead, and another almost thousand, like 800 and something, still missing. They're looking for dental records to identify people who burned to death in their homes. And they're offering $700 checks to these families. What's wrong with this picture? Why, Why do we have so much money that we could send unlimited resources to the Ukraine to fight a war that they're not winning? But we're giving people a $700 check. You can't even get a hotel room in Maui for $700. Well, maybe one night. And then people are in there buying up the property at bargain rates. It's disgusting. We have turned into a disgusting bunch of people who will do anything. Now we got a presidential Republican primary poll that's going to take place. But the guy who's leading by 44 points won't be in it. Okay. So the knives are out for Ron DeSantis. He's now the guy in the best position, right? He's in second position. Sometimes, sometimes Vivek Ramaswamy is in second position. And sometimes Tim Scott seems to be creeping closely up there behinds. You got, these are the guys who made it into this, uh, Debate, because you had to have a certain amount of donations, certain amount of donors. Uh, nonsense. If you're in running, if you're a candidate, you should be allowed in the debate. But the lower polling ones didn't make the cut. Let's see. Now they got to decide. Are they going to stay in the race, or are they going to drop out months before voting even starts? Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who I cannot imagine for the life of me why he decided to jump into this race when he did, uh, other than he actually thought it gave him a public profile that would be helpful in his future because he doesn't even, he's not even one of the guys who might get picked as a VP. He's just like the Spanish guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, e- everybody has to like sort of fit some perfect box, even in the Republican Party, right? So we have the businessman, Perry Johnson. We have the Texas pastor, uh, Ryan Binkley. And we have a California talk show host, my friend Larry Elder. But they did not make the criteria to get on the stage tomorrow night in Milwaukee. You had to have raised money from at least 40,000 donors and get 1% support in at least three polls. Now, that's a very low bar to not have made it, right? You ought to leave the race, guys. Just saying. But some of them won't. So the party really doesn't, you know, the reason they put these qualifications in is because does anybody remember the debates last time in the Republican primary? I'm talking about 2016 because those were hilarious, right? I would love to see that again with Donald Trump up there and like 12 or 13 or I forgot how many, there were a bunch of them and they were all up on the stage and it basically came down to a question would be asked of somebody, they'd answer it and they'd immediately implicate Donald Trump as being wrong about the issue and then the host would be forced to go to Donald Trump to respond and he would dismiss the person with some kind of name, like, uh, whatever they were, what was the uh, Jeb, uh, exclamation point. And then it was little Marco and I don't, uh, Krispy Kreme for governor Christie, who was again, he made the debate how he got 40,000 individual donors is beyond my comprehension. I mean, the Never Trumpers really must have a great machine because I, I don't know anyone who would support Chris Christie. Even if he got the nomination, I would not vote for him. How about that? And I don't say that easily because I really don't want to see uh, Joe Biden get another four years. I don't think he's going to be in the election in the final stages, but we'll see. So the Miami mayor was the first person to say, anybody who doesn't qualify for the debate should drop out. Okay, well, that would mean you, Francis. So he'll make a statement of some kind, I'm sure. But in the meantime, you have to understand that Donald Trump is way far ahead of everybody. And one of the reasons he's opted out of the debates is what's the point? We all know what he would do if he was president because he was president and we all saw what he would do. So he doesn't need to go to a debate. I think he should just for the, you know, just for my entertainment pleasure, I guess, because it's not necessary. But he says he doesn't want to elevate his rivals. And instead, he'll sit down with uh, Tucker Carlson. And on X, of all places, the social media network formerly known as Twitter. I feel like he's Prince. You know, Elon Musk is doing a Prince. X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Former Representative Will Hurd of Texas, who's a very uh, anti-Trump guy, he won't be debating. He said he couldn't support Trump if he became the nominee. And anybody who said they would not support the nominee was not allowed to to come on the stage anyway. So Trump wouldn't have been allowed on the stage because he's not going to support any of these guys. As a matter of fact, I'm highly sure that if he doesn't get the nomination, which is very remote, but if he were not to get the nomination, he'd run third party. I'm telling you. This guy wants to fix the mess, and I want him to fix the mess, and I don't see anybody else who could fix this mess. Anyway, let me take a break. I hope you stay right where you are. I will be right back. So these wildfires, which have killed over 100 people and forced thousands to evacuate, we're trying to figure out what created this. What creates fire weather, which is what they're calling it? because to destroy an entire town, and it's a historic town. My daughter lived there for a period of time. The search for victims continues, and I have a president who fell asleep at the memorial service after he made an inane, insane comment about some house fire that almost killed his cat. It's just embarrassing, that's all. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm up to my ears in embarrassing. You know, my producer who's young said, well, maybe we shouldn't have such old presidents. Yeah, maybe. But look at the young people who step up to the plate. Few and far between. Why do you think so many uh, millennials are somewhat excited by a Vivek Ramaswamy? I mean, the guy has never held political office. The guy didn't even have a registered party until two years ago. He's a very successful businessman. He's a great speaker does that mean you can be the President of the United States? His main attraction is his youth, which on some level is also can be said of Ron DeSantis. He's got the conservative credentials, that's for sure, and he's got youth, and I get that. I understand why so many of my friends have said, oh, you're crazy, you should be behind Ron, go Ron, Governor Ron. If Ron DeSantis were somehow to win the nomination, and I think it would be, pretty improbable but if that were to happen I could vote for him no question unless of course Donald Trump runs as a third party candidate and then all bets are off and I'm building a bunker uh, somewhere deep in the heart of not Texas I'm not telling you where I'm going but I'm going because this is going to be insane. When I have radio hosts that I have tremendous respect for and probably agree with 99% of the time, like Dan Bongino, calling for civil unrest, things are getting serious, really serious. When I made those you-must-refuse-to-comply buttons, people laughed at me. I did it on my own dime. Nobody at the station wanted to hear about it. And I said, yeah, but... how much longer are we going to just do what they tell us when we know that it's not working? You know, social distancing, close the schools, all this crazy stuff, and they're about to unleash that again? I'm just going to ask you a question. If you're driving in your car or you're sitting at your computer and your boss doesn't know you're listening, you can whisper the answer. But if you can shout it, are you going to put a mask on? Are you going to social? Are you staying home from work? What are you willing to give up again? Because I'm not willing to give up anything, not a single darn thing. If they close down the churches again, we'll do exactly what my husband did during the first shutdown, we'll be open. You know, bring it on. I don't know who they think we are, but we're not sheeple. We're the land of the free and the home of the brave. When we got sick and tired of racism, we marched in the streets. We marched over bridges. You know, we joined arms. We linked arms. And we said, enough is enough. No more of this. And that kind of civil disobedience yielded a great result. Still not perfect. But we're a country that understands if you want something and it's the right thing, you got to be willing to go to any length to get it. Now, I don't happen to be of the same kind of character as my friend Curtis Sliwa, who got arrested for the, I don't know, 88th time this weekend, protesting them opening a migrant center in an old people's home in Staten Island. He went in there and him and eight other people or seven other people all got arrested. I mean, I can't tell you how often (laughs) Curtis has been arrested. It's got to be close to 100 times. The founder of the Guardian Angels and now radio host in New York. So I know what civil disobedience looks like. And I know when you're fighting for something you believe in, you'll do just about anything. But they have picked a fight with like so many people this time. It's one thing to pick a fight with eh, you know 20% of the population or even 30% of the population. But when you pick a fight with 50% of the population and we've got to be close to 50%, what do you think gonna happen? You really think they're gonna keep being sheeple? Anybody really suspect that this time we're going to allow them to close everything down after the devastation it wreaked on this country's economy, on our families? I think back to not being able to visit my mother-in-law in the last years of her life because nobody was allowed into the nursing care center. When I think of people I know who went to have a baby and their husband could not come into the hospital with them, because of all these restrictions? no, you gotta be kidding. You're not gonna do that again, are you? You're not gonna allow them to push you to those lengths. I remember walking, we have a two and a half mile loop in our community and it was boring. I mean, everybody was stuck in the house. I, you know how I feel about television. So after I binge watched for a month, I was done. I said, we're walking the circle. And we would walk that circle and people were wearing masks outside. And then they would like step aside. If I was walking on the sidewalk and they were passing me, they'd go out into the road and risk being hit by a car just so they weren't close to me and my suspected uh, COVID-19 germs. And they they think they're going to do that again? When I look back and think of what I tolerated, I get a headache. My hair hurts because I'm not that kind of person. I don't follow instructions very well. And I certainly have never followed instructions that went against my principles and my morals and allowing people to die alone, definitely against my principles. Telling people who have cancer that they can't have their treatments, definitely against my principles. Telling children who are not at risk of dying that they can't go to school. My grandsons are in a public school in San Francisco. And my grandson, Ben, did half of first grade and the entire second grade on Zoom. So now his little brother, Abe, is gone into the second grade that last week, and he has the teacher that Ben had on Zoom. And all I kept thinking was, my my older grandson got cheated out of a year of school. Not that they weren't trying to do the best they could. It wasn't the teacher's fault. But... Who on earth, after we spent all this time telling Ben and every other kid, don't spend so much time in front of the screen, then we plop them down in front of a screen and expect them to be socializing, expect them to develop language when they can't see the lips of a teacher moving. My grandson, Carter, started school as well. He's uh, four, went to pre-K, and- I think he's stunned. He stood there in amazement the first day because like people have lips. People talk and their mouths move. You know, this poor little guy. Now, when he grows up, my my daughter and I had this discussion uh, yesterday or the day before. When these kids grow up, will they even remember what happened? Because kids who were, weren't born when 9-11 happened or were very young when 9-11 happened have no memory of it, right? So will these kids remember that for a year and a half, they didn't get to go to school? Do you think the kids who missed their prom, who missed their homecoming, who never got to play in a tournament or a championship game in their senior year of high school, do you think they'll remember? I know they will and I see them. I see them out in the world today and they are inept. They don't know how to get along. They don't know how to communicate. They don't understand that what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours and get your hand off my stuff. They think it's normal to have homeless people living in tents, lining the streets of residential neighborhoods. My grandkids are growing up in a world that looks in a country that looks nothing like the country I was born in. And I lived in an inner city, okay? I lived in, of all places, Washington Heights, Manhattan, in New York, you know, cramped, poverty stricken, all that stuff. But I knew what everybody looked like and I went to school every day. And it changed my projection. It changed the trajectory of my life. I can't even imagine how this is going to affect entire generations. But don't worry, because it's back. The movie theater said, or the movie uh, production company said, you got to wear masks. You know that schools won't be far behind, especially in California. And the next thing I know, it's going to be, you know, I already see it. I'm in an industry where I'm working from home. Now, we did it out of necessity, but now it's the first choice. You don't really think Dan Bongino goes into a studio. They built a studio for him in his house. You don't think that Glenn Beck or anybody else actually leaves their well, they might go to a studio that was built for them somewhere, but they don't go into radio stations like I did for years. I'm standing in a radio station right now. It feels like foreign. Ooh, there's a, a producer in the room with me, and there's people walking by the windows, and there's like three screen televisions. You know, for an, most of the time, I'm sitting in front of two computer screens, and I'm listening to my producer over my headphones, and I'm basically, I, I don't even add a. I'm free-range. I'm a free-range radio host now. And so is half of the market. And even the people who come in, technology has rendered us fairly ineffective. I mean, they can get an AI to put a show together. And they will. They will. And all they got to do is get you out of the way. And they're doing their darn best. You listen to me. I don't think this is... Dan Bongino stomping his feet inappropriately, I think they're coming after us again. And I think they believe that we're going to allow them to shut us down again. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I broke out, you must refuse to comply button, and I'm going to be wearing it, and I'm going to refuse to comply. I will do nothing that I don't do normally to prevent any kind of... I always wash my hands. I will continue to wash my hands. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not staying home. I'm not social distancing. I'm not not going to church. I'm not not going to the movies. None of that is going to happen. Not 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 not. So you got to make up your mind. You know how how important is your freedom, because they're coming for it, and the only thing standing in the way right now is Donald Trump. I can't wait. All right. Don't forget coming up after me, Eric Erickson. And then, of course, we go into our evening program with Joe Paggs and Lars Larson and all the guys overnight. And then Jen and Bill will be back first thing in the morning, followed by Brian Kilmeade and Dan Bongino, who, if he didn't uh, rupture an artery after the show he did today, he'll be back at noon and I'll follow him at three. So for now, stay right where you are. So I always feel better when I come back from California and look at the gas prices here. Because the gallon of regular gas that we purchased in California, in San Francisco, was $5.46. And I come here, and I look at the gas prices, and I'm still kind of like choked up because they're in the fours. But imagine, no wonder they half of the people there are driving those electric cars. The problem is... And Derek will probably talk about it this week because he will be back this week. When he got to work where he charges his car, he does have a charger at home too, but it's obviously more convenient if you're at work to plug into the work charger. And it's a supercharger. He doesn't have the supercharger. So he's used to plugging it in. But when he got to the studio, there was water in the parking lot pretty high up. And it was surrounding that charger. Now, let me ask you, I didn't raise no dummies. Do you think my kid was going to stick an electric thing into a flooded, whatever they're called, supercharger? Not on your life. And so... Nobody thought about that when they said, everybody get an EV. This is the future. My daughter is about to get a a totally electric vehicle. Her husband drives a totally electric vehicle. And I keep looking at him going, and then what happens if, like, the power goes out? Or what happens if you get a flood or an earthquake or something like that? What are you going to do? Oh, that's not going to happen. Well, what if you want to go to L.A. to visit your brother? That's not going to happen, actually. That's not going to happen. But if you wanted to, how would you do it? Why we would take the train, the super bullet or something that they're, they're you know, concocting there in California, leave it to Gavin Newsom. But you ain't gonna be able to get there. And they just discovering that. It's okay, because if Joe Biden gets reelected and the climate police start coming after us, I am so out of South Florida, you have no idea. I really am. Plus the insurance premiums, I'm gonna talk about this tomorrow. Property insurance is un- sustainable at this level. Senior citizens on fixed incomes living in condos that are facing all the repairs that that are gonna be necessary, plus the increase in property insurance, we're about to have a disaster. So for all the greatness of our governor, This has been barely addressed. They did some things. I spoke to a couple of the House representatives over the year. They were moving, but it's a very slow process. And in the meantime, I got a guy here who told me today he doesn't know what he's going to do because the insurance adjuster is coming out to look at his house, and he knows that the insurance premium is going to double, and his salary isn't going to double. So- we're, we're heading into some very uncharted territory. It all felt really good. You know, we were the leading state during the lockdowns. But guess what? The party's over and they want to start that garbage again. So if you were one of the lucky people who got one of my you must refuse to comply buttons, break it out. Wear it everywhere you go. Because I'm not calling for civil unrest yet. But I am telling you, that you got to tell them, you got to let the po- politicians know. Any candidate you speak to or anybody sitting in elected office, let them know not this time. We're not locking down. And if we all agree, then it won't happen. And <laughs> I'm telling you, it will destroy what's left of this country. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. My plan is to be back here at three o'clock tomorrow if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So what does lie within you? Hopefully, what lies within you is the spirit of an American. And if you have it, put on your button. You must refuse to comply. If you want to listen to this show, you got to wear your button. See you all tomorrow. Take care.